what's currently happening right now at the Red House? Uh, so currently what's happening is the barricades that were put up to defend the Red House are being taken down because the Kinney family uh, is negotiating with Ted Wheeler, uh, I believe. And so right now, um, I think it is just, there is housing for uh, houseless folks. There are some campers who are staying there. Um, I believe they are still accepting donations and still trying to defend specifically the Kinney house um, because you never know what the PPD or Ted Wheeler is going to decide to do. And for those who don't know, um, why were they accepting donations to start with? Yeah, so they started accepting donations um, of food and clothing and shelter items, uh, A, just for um, like all of the protesters who were and volunteers down at the Kinney household, but also um, any overflow that they received, uh, they donated directly back to houseless communities in um, Portland. And so, um, and so was the, the raising donations was to save the house, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, do you know how much they had to raise to save it? I believe it was somewhere close to 2,000, wait, 200,000, I don't know how to say numbers. <laughs> wait, I know they raised 300,000. So I think it was somewhere um, in that number, but I know they had to raise a little extra um, to deal with uh, repairs for the house. Wow. I mean, like even like raising that much money, that's all, that's all community driven. I know. It's, it's beautiful to see how the community came together. And I just hope that it continues to happen with other evictions, you know? And what would you, um, you, you've been down at the Red House, right? Yeah. What would you, what, what does the environment look like there? Uh, family, honestly. Um, you know, you, there was free food, there was medical always there. Um, just a sense of camaraderie, I think. Um, I know that it got painted by the media to be kind of like scary and dangerous, but in all honesty, it, it just felt like family, you know? And um, you wouldn't say that it's how the media has painted it as dangerous? Yeah, it's not dangerous at all. And I think the media kind of played into a racist narrative because um, it was a black and indigenous organized um uh, direct action. Wow. I mean, that's just um, kind of sad because if you've like looked at the articles, you can, they've called it like riots mm -hmm. and um, dangerous. And just hearing that, that, that someone who's actually been in that environment, that isn't true. Right. Exactly. I I think it just goes to show that um, a lot of the people that they have reporting, you know, for big news outlets, a lot of these people do not come from the community at all and really aren't connected to what's actually going on. 
And would you say that they've been reporting um, on how the police uh, have behaved? No. Um, For example, uh, there was a story that got released on Instagram that basically um, when the Kinney family was getting evicted, the police officers who were performing the eviction um, took turns shitting in the Kinney family's toilet until it broke. Um, And they arrested 17 campers, but I believe that number got misreported to like 14 on December 8th when the eviction took place. Um, And on it, like, I'm not surprised, you know, the media rarely ever covers um, police brutality, but it was depressed. Like, it, it was just sad that they really did not try to talk to anyone who was directly involved in the action, I feel like, you know? Wow. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I didn't, I, I didn't even know about that, like, before you told mm-hmm. me. Um, I, that's just, I mean, it's one of those things that it's not surprising, but it's like, <clears throat> when you first wow. hear it, you're like, that can't be real, but but it was. <laughs> and so um, while you were at the Red House, what um, what specific actions did you take? Yeah, so while I was there, I helped um, with guarding the barricades. There um, had to be like a constant watch there um, because we were getting all kinds of threats from chuds, from random people walking by. Um, stuff like that and then I also kind of just like helped with campfire stuff you know because it was very very cold while we were down there and we had to have I mean I I think there were at least a dozen campfires going um at one point um and just stuff like that it was honestly like I don't want to say like building a society but it was like you're running your own like mini little community driven um (laughs) place you know Um, yeah and that's what I really liked about it when you talked about um threats from outside Mm -hmm. um it sounds like mm, the that inside the barricade was more more safe than outside of it yes 100% I felt very very safe inside the barricade because I knew that uh my community the like Portland community was watching out you know and um we had a lot of good people uh who were on patrol and helping us and protecting us and for um the Kenny family would you say that this is um would you say that their story is uh common to a lot of other Portlanders yes I think it is their their story is, um, I mean, the story of so many Black and Indigenous families here in Portland. I mean, you know, a multi, or not a multi-generational house, sorry, but a a house that has been in the family for years um, that is in a originally redlined district and then through gentrification, you know, um, the family gets kicked out. I think that's the story of so many people. And I think the only thing that sets it apart is that people actually took notice this time and decided to do something. Wow. I mean, that, that's crazy that, you know, like the, re- the Red House has blown up 
um, in media, mm-hmm. local and national. But the fact that it sounds like this isn't anything ordinary, I mean, extraordinary, mm-hmm. except people caring this time. Yeah. It, I mean, it makes you think and it makes me hope that um, we start to do this every time somebody in our community gets evicted. Um, because no one deserves to get evicted, especially during a pandemic. And um, what would you say this uh, type of reaction from the community, um, what type of message do you think that it sends? Uh, I think it sends a message to Ted Wheeler and city council that um, we don't really need them, you know? Community supports community. I, you know, honestly, my hope is I don't think we need politicians or government ruling our lives. I think that when community comes together and when average people come together, we can do the most um, extraordinary things, you know? I mean, I think the Red House, like that, we accomplished so much more than city council or Ted Wheeler could have ever done, you know? (laughs) Yeah, and within weeks on that, um, uh, within the last year, um, mutual aid has been blowing Mm up um, locally and nationally. Mm -hmm. Would you say that this reflects mutual aid in some way? Yes, I mean, the number of mutual aid organizations that I saw like coming together uh, to support the Red House, it it was so many. I mean, I don't even know how many were there on ground, but it was, it was beautiful, and I think it just goes to show that mutual aid is the future, you know? Um, and I think we all need to be doing mutual aid. We all need to be supporting the community directly like that, because that is the way to affect change. And um, what type of lesson do you think that um, people can take away from this? I think, A, um, this really just made me realize how privileged I was to be housed, you know, and how I take that for granted, just to have a roof over my head. I think that was the first takeaway I took. Um, And the second one, I think, is that um, you need to show up, you know, like, this wouldn't have happened if people in Portland did not show up. Um, So it just shows me that the most effective way to support people and to be an ally to Black and Indigenous people is to use your body, you know, to physically be there. Yeah, and um, uh, on the topic of showing up, uh, do you feel like it needs to be on white allies uh, primarily to show up? Specifically, yes. I think white allies... Um, we have a really, really long way to go, but I think um, the most basic thing that any white ally can do is show up at Black and Indigenous events. You know, put your body there on the line and make sure that nothing happens. I think that's the most direct right. way to um, support Black and Indigenous people. 